Hello once again, loyal listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. <laughs> I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski, one of your co-hosts, and I was in the Amazon with your mom when she was researching spiders right before she died. That's true, you were. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm Dan Ryan, your other co-host, uh, and I'm pondering the question, is Viola Davis going to go into that vat of eels? Mm, the answer may surprise you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, we are resuming anime as we did last week with Darkstalkers Park 1. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Jonathan, uh, evil Dark Jonathan arc is in full effect mm-hmm. still, so... Uh, Prepare to feel some things today. Maybe not as much as the next time we'll be uh, re-meeting for this series, mm-hmm. but uh, something's brewing in that pit down there. Yeah, certainly. And uh, there's some children involved, and I don't think they're going to be so happy. No, I don't think so either. No, no, no. no. But uh, we're two happy boys. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot going on in our lives. Yeah. Uh, a lot of news to share this week. Uh, Nindy Direct, a few movies seen, a couple of series and such. Mm-hmm. Video games aplenty. Do you want to start us off, Dan? Um, sure. Uh, I will start off with the immediate anime-adjacent property that kind of took uh, things by storm this week. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off yes. uh, was released. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it, binged it all in like two days. How many episodes? Uh, eight. Oh, a, a breeze. 30 yeah. minutes? Yeah. Oh, so it's very simple. Yeah. Um, but I thought that it was just top tier mm. i don't think i can discuss very much just yet no. because you I, my co-host have I haven't not... seen a single episode yet um, i've been busy busy so i don't think it, it wouldn't be proper to do an in-depth discussion until yeah. we've both seen it and uh, i think we're gonna bring it on the pod right almost certainly yeah. uh because i think we both really love the property yeah um but definitely go check that out mm-hmm. if you if you have like a familiarity with the with the previous movie um, and with yeah. the original graphic novel, yes. if you wish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I absolutely loved it. Um, takes a lot for me to feel feels, but oh. that Scott Pilgrim thing came pretty close. Yeah, the so. movie's consistently solid. The series I do return to um, once in a while, the, the graphic novel series. I mm-hmm. think this will be a welcome addition. I see that they're changing slight things. They're expanding some character roles. Mm-hmm. I know that Wallace, uh, blessed be best character, has taken TikTok by storm. Yeah. So good for him. Wallace gets to gets yes. to shine as always. Yes. Uh, but for for a more detailed take, I would say you definitely need to see it first. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Of course. Um, uh, I guess I'll continue on with a uh, horror adjacent stuff. I have mm-hmm. two series to talk about. One of them being Dragula, as I mentioned on Shutter and AMC Plus. Mm-hmm. There is a drag season five of Dragula is uh, their drag show horror based. This week's theme was Haunted Hotel, where they had to perform a 1913 Irving Berlin song um, at the Devil's Ball. Okay. So it's nice to see a, a, a 1913 lip sync getting some love after all these years. <laughs> With the setting being a... a haunted creepy... Hotel. Okay. Yeah, that was yeah. The, the theme for the runway. So mm-hmm. we had a, a few possessed uh, key masters. We had like a bartered bride. We had a... Uh, bellhop. Um, oh, there were, there were two bellhops, concierge. Uh, yeah. Hotel-like, hotel fair. Mm. I always like that theme, so check that out. Of course. And then, as I've been introducing you into the Carlo Gugina-verse... Yes. <laughs> um, we have been watching behind the scenes, I don't know if we mentioned last time, all the Mike Flanagan 
properties. Yeah. Because he just bid adieu with this final one. I think there might be one more he's cooking up, but I know his contract is up with them. Yeah. Like, he was uh, uh, given five series, and we're currently on the fifth one. And we've just started Haunting of Hill House, mm-hmm. which I, I'll sh- I'm sure I'll give you some pause to share some thoughts on that. But uh, I did finish the most recent one being The Fall of the House of Usher. Mm-hmm. And after watching it initially, I wasn't that into it. But after I finished it, I think it's solid. It holds okay. up. It might be a favorite of yours. You know, now that I'm looking back at the where it all began with uh, Haunting of Hill House mm-hmm. and kind of comparing how it's changed over the years and how... The consistency changes. The actors mostly remain the same. Sometimes we get some new faces. Um, in this one, Mark Hamill makes an appearance um, right, as a I major character. That. And he's going to be in the new Mike Flanagan, Stephen King adaptation um, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he's doing a movie. I forget. It's like Life of Chuck, I think, is the name of the film mm-hmm. based on a short story. But it's good to see Mark Hamill here. And I think you're going to like his role there. Of course. When we get there in three months when we finish the other series. But yeah. today we will finish, hopefully, Haunting of Hill House. And then we can move on to Haunting of Mommy Milker Manor. <laughs> yeah, that you, yeah, Milf Manor, whatever you, you've yeah. promised that several times. I'm, I'm waiting to, you know, waiting to see what, what exactly that entails. Yeah. But, the, yeah, mm. if, if Carlo Gugina is involved, then by oh, all means. She, she's there. Um, but in a different role. <laughs> but... Hill House was obviously one of those things that when it came out, mm-hmm. it was it was very popular. People were, were always, like, posting about it. They yeah. were, po- like, spotting the ghosts in the background. Um, and like many Netflix things over the years, I never watched it. Uh, so this was my first time going through it, and it's damn good TV. Mm-hmm. I might have to show it to others in the future who yeah. are looking for shows to watch. Um, it's just... I don't know if it's if it's like the long dead and buried lost fan in me, mm-hmm. but I like these building mystery uh-huh. shows. Like uh-huh. I like you know the the audience is very much in the dark with the characters for mm-hmm. most of it, mm-hmm. and then we only get the full picture when all of the pieces and flashbacks and everything have kind of reconverged at the end. Well, guess uh, what, Dad? That's yeah. every Mike Flanagan property. So that's good to know. <laughs> that's that so is if good. You to like know. the feel and vibe of this. I'll be um I'll be surprised to see where you place it on the ranking mm-hmm. that we can do after we finish all the series yeah and such um yeah anything else for you to share um well I I mean the main thing was Scott Pilgrim uh-huh. uh, but in terms of video game mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. Uh, we did have Super Mario RPG come out this week yes uh, I've been playing it it's comfy and cozy mm-hmm. it is. What, as far as I can tell, like a one-to-one remake of the original game, mm-hmm. with some maybe quality of life stuff kind of added in there. Yeah, they made uh, Fat Yoshi a little thinner, though. They did, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Boshi is still there. <laughs> yes, uh, the bad boy of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I'm thoroughly enjoying. Have you had a chance to start that up yet? No, or? Dan. It, it's over here with my menagerie of games that I have <laughs> yet to touch. Well, um, it, it is interesting because I. I haven't played through the original all the way, mm-hmm. which is, uh, I liked it, and I don't know why, because I love all the other Mario RPGs that mm-hmm. I, I, I treasure and always 100%, but for some reason this slipped through the cracks. Maybe this will be what reignites that fire after I finish Wonder and Zelda and the rest. Well, I also did not play through mm-hmm. all of the original one, but years of, like, internet lore videos and then people fighting about Geno, I have <laughs> filled myself in on what yeah. happened, yeah. and... As far as I can tell, 
everything looks one to one. Mm. You know, the famous screenshots and everything recreated and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah it's everything's there mm-hmm. at the very least now. And I just was introduced to Gino yes. finally. Oh, at last, that doll from the stars. Thirty-eight <laughs> years later, I finally understand. <laughs> and the now you understand of why he has to be in Smash. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Mm. emissary of the stars, whatever the fuck he is. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got the Nindy Direct that we had. Mm-hmm. Uh, care for me to go rapid fire through that? Sure. All right. So uh, this Nindy Direct was solid. There were a lot of uh, like new games that looked very interesting to me. It was quick. It was innocent enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing really too major here. We got uh, Outer Wilds is coming to Switch, if that's your cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, Shantae Advance, the uh, lost GBA game, 20 years in the making, is now coming to Switch. Very excited. That was probably yep. the main thing for me in the Direct, is because I love those Shantae games, and yep. that was, yep. you know, obviously lost media yes, for a while. So. I, I'm a huge fan of the Shantae series. I will be picking this up. Um, especially since it's the spiritual successor of the first one. Uh, we've got Core Keeper, if you're into mining. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then this was secretly your your favorite of the deck. We got On Your Tail, the furry Italian detective story. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. And you'd, I know you're going to be buying uh, that day one. No. Yes. For, the, for the record, yes. no. <laughs> yes. Uh, Backpack Hero, which is a roguelike. We get Blade Chimera. Um, a Highland Song, which is a Scottish adventure rhythm game. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe, no Irish maybe, one, but... Maybe, maybe no. <laughs> Can the Irish do anything but drink and eat their potatoes? Well, it, but it does look good. That yeah. was also one of the ones that looked the most impressive mm-hmm. to me. Uh, Howl, which is about a, I guess, a, a deaf person who is trying to predict the moves of, like, a town that transformed into werewolves. Also looks looked very interesting. Yeah, because yeah, it's like you predict the moves of your opponents before you move. Yeah, like, you have to navigate the character around... Uh, like a given, I guess, like dungeon map, dungeon style map, and then the wolves kind of close in on you, so you have to guess where, you know, what the safest route through all of them is, mm-hmm. and it, it, I, it, again, it looked very interesting, so... Yes. Um, we've got Moonstone Island, which was my standout for the direct, because usually I'm cautious about these games that's, mm-hmm. like, everything, like, a card battler, a Pokemon-like, mm-hmm. a, a farm simulator. Mm-hmm. It seems like it has everything in there, so I'll be holding off until the reviews, but it was, I, I don't know, it was cute enough for me. No, and I, yeah. I agreed with you on that one. Yeah. I might have to scoop Pick that, that too. Pick that one up, Because yeah. Stardew Valley obviously sucked me in pretty... Mm-hmm. Uh, definitively, so I'm, I've always been cautious about getting into that again, but... And now that Animal Crossing is still conquered, just mm-hmm. played every day for upkeep, mm-hmm. I have a void to fill. You do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, New community to yep, build. Yep. Uh, next we get Death Trick Double Blind, which is a detective visual novel out of Circus. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And then, lastly, the star named Eos, solve a mystery of a lost mom through photography and finding items. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good, yeah. solid, and indirect. There was a lot of uh, other little ones peppered in there, but that was the main stuff mm-hmm. that was shown. Um, but interesting. Still video games going strong here. But of too many to play. Well, that's yeah, that's far, true. Far too many. Not on PS5, though, for the time being. No, no, there's not a thing coming. Not except for February. You'll have to wait for Persona 3 Reloaded. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm not entirely sure if they fall into immediately this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but... We, we do have some more previews and stuff for stuff like Kaiju number 8, mm-hmm. that's getting an anime series, and we also, I believe this past week, got a preview of the anime for Go Go Loser Ranger, oh. which is uh, the this Power Ranger-esque superhero group in the past mm-hmm. had stopped uh, this, you know, Rita Repulsa-esque, like, alien invasion 
and unbeknownst to the public, they struck a deal with the aliens to basically, in order to avoid getting wiped out, the aliens would come back, stage a fake invasion, and then let the rangers show up and defeat them for publicity's sake. And they've been going through this over and over and over again, and now uh, the main character kind of seeks to infiltrate their group to kind of put a stop to this. Um, and I think that that finally got, like, a, a preview for the upcoming anime. Yeah. Um, but stuff like Kaiju Number 8 and Undead Unluck, which was an anime I referenced, I think, uh, like, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, those were represented at the Tamashi Nation's 2023 One Hobby Blowout, where yeah. we got all the figures announced. A lot of so. anniversaries we had this week. I know it's Mickey's 100th or 95th or something, or mm-hmm. Disney in general. We had um, Kill la Kill and Gorin Logan. It's anniversary, yes, I think. Yes, I believe so. Um, which was interesting. I didn't check that out. I don't know if they announced anything else. Just a lot of centennials. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I feel like it was, uh, it was, it was Pokemon, like, for multiple Pokemon games, it was their, I think it was the 10th anniversary for... Well, we said, we've been sharing things that were like, God, we're old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was at least the 10th anniversary for mm-hmm. one of them. Yeah. Um... I, maybe Omega Ruby and Alpha. I I, I don't remember. That but, sounds about right. But it's yeah. not black and white. No, black and white was definitely more right. Is mm. older than ten. That was near the end of us in high school. Oh, so so no. Yeah, it's older. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, but you know there was a lot of discourse going because obviously we're approaching very soon. The Indigo Disc is coming out. Oh boy. Um, I can't be less interested. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, whatever. yeah. I just people, have to, you know, I have to speak what I say or, I, or say speak what I speak. Heart. Speak what I think. And Dad. if you can't speak it, sing it. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, we'll get there. Yeah, but there's been some like leaks and stuff that there's probably going to be a way to ca- capture like past legendaries, similar to what Sword and Shield's DLC did. So that should be fun. Uh, we've got that Pokemon Concierge series that if anything happens to that fucking Psyduck, I'm going to go off the wall. Then yeah, we do. Yeah. I don't think anything's going to happen to the Psyduck. Mm. It seems. It seems like a very it's gonna chill... get its throat slit. <laughs> if anything, I would imagine I'm getting the vibe that that's not her Psyduck, but no, she's gonna bond no, with yeah, it yeah, yeah. over time, and yeah. then they'll be friends mm-hmm. um, or lovers. But you know, it, it, it's it's stop motion. It looks gorgeous. Yes, very cute. very cute. All the Pokemon have like that felt look to them. Mm-hmm. It, it's just uh, it's given Yoshi's crafted world. It is uh, the, the 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 trio of monkeys gets showcased again for the first time in a while. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, I, I I am very glad, and I've seen this discourse going around, that at the very least we are in a good time for, like, Pokemon animated projects. Mm-hmm. Because they seem to be throwing money into these side animations and these side series. And even the main anime with, like, Liko yeah. and Roy got, like, a incredibly well done, by Pokemon standards, new opening, yeah, I think, and a couple it, weeks um, ago. Didn't they release that, like, the movies are staying in that universe now? Like, yeah. she's the new protagonist? We, we can expect a new movie with them, mm. uh, which will be good, because yeah. that's, you know, one be benchmark to yeah. pass. Uh, so, yeah, that should be interesting. But mm. we're, we're in an... I, I, I like an era that gives us a lot of extra media mm-hmm. like that, so... Mm. Uh, I've got one more thing before the movie that we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got more to share, or I can go. 
Oh, you can go. Okay, well, so uh, I've been talking about Dimension 20 a lot since mm-hmm. uh, Dungeons & Drag Queens. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a new series on Dimension 20 that's been running for like, oh, seven weeks out of ten weeks. Usually they're ten-parters mm-hmm. um, called Burrow's End, Burrow, Burrower's End, like digging. Yes. Because it's about uh, the characters are playing as stoats, mm-hmm. and it's a very Watership Down vibes that I think okay. you'd be invested in. You know, the rabbits. Of course. Yeah, the bloodiness. Uh, going against expectations, there's a lot of body horror in this this season series. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll share the password with you and you can check it out. Because I know you like d and I'm liking this, I'm enjoying it. It's a, a good weekly watch for me. Mm-hmm. I'm always excited to see what stories they're going to tell. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're just likable player characters. Of course. Yeah, good, good bonds. Good fundamentals. <laughs> um, well, speaking of good fundamentals... Yeah? Because uh, I... You already referenced it, but we got to talk about the Madam Web trailer that came out. Oh yes, of course. Uh, we can't I'm just sold. We can't just yeah. allude to it and not Poor talk Sydney, about it. Sydney Sweeney, she's getting a lot of people are not happy with the roles she's picking. Yeah, no, because she's in that other movie too, and it's just like that got like its trailer stolen by. Well, the, we still the, don't know if. Yeah, it, I don't like, know if they're being ironic or what. Because, Na- okay, so, so for context, yeah. uh, Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell are in that Anyone But You movie. Uh-huh. There was a stink, like, earlier this year because people thought that the two of them had, like, left their spouses for oh. one another on, like, due to an onset romance. Oh. Uh, if you were following the tabloids. Um, but in retrospect, all of those, like, tabloid shots came from the set of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, their scenes in the trailer. Ah. So that could have been so so now people might be marketing upset or something. That that was like a dirty marketing campaign. Okay. Oh, I uh, could buy that. That's fun. But but then the trailer a, a trailer came out. Yeah. It had no show, jokes. For that oh, you're talking about the same movie. I thought well, we were, okay, not there yet. Anyone Continue. but you Sorry. had a teaser yeah. trailer with no jokes uh-huh. and no romance, so no one knew that it was a rom-com. It was <laughs> just like a movie. That's a trend. Look at Mean Girls. Um, we don't know that's a musical. So then <laughs> People rabbled about that, and then this past week, anyone but you got a proper trailer showcasing the fact that it is a rom-com with the much ado about nothing plot line. Yeah, uh, they they're in they they gotta convince everyone else that they're in love, and then obviously they fall in love. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had one of those trailer bumpers like this is my movie, Sydney Sweeney's movie. Like, no, this is my movie. Like, mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. The thing that they would make you and Me I do at film. the press event when we haven't talked to each other in, like, ten years. Yeah, when we yeah. already yeah. hate each other. Yeah. But it, it, it was it was one of those. And then the next day, Nathan Felder and Emma, Emma Stone, Stone came yeah. out in... Uh, For the, the Jinx, the Curse. The Curse. Yeah. yeah. Showtime and series that I want to check out, but no one has Showtime on their peacock. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I know, and uh, I can't find it. But the... So the debate is, did Nathan Felder and Emma Stone manage to pull that off within 24 hours? Mm-hmm. Or did they both get the same joke bumper from the Ooh. same trailer company? Yeah. Because Nathan Felder, who is Nathan Felder, mm-hmm. went on t- like Twitter and was like, oh, well, this is, we filmed this months ago. Like, I don't know. But and that kind of lying. relates to their series, too. Like, how yeah. he's, like, a constant liar and shit. And, he know, is, Never yeah. taking the blame for anything. So it could be playing a Charlie Kaufman-esque character. He could yeah. be. Because then, just, I think, that night, they went on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. 
And Nathan Felder did, like, a whole fake persona mm-hmm. where he's like, oh, I taught Emma Stone how to act. Yeah. Uh, you know, they give out Oscars like candy these days, <laughs> so I, I had some things to share. Uh-huh. So, uh, who knows? But it was it was a whole... But back to Madam yes, Web. Madam Web, sorry. Uh, tangled Web we do weave on it, this podcast. In terms of Sidney Sweeney's <laughs> casting, a lot of people have pointed out, and I agree with, that she should have been Felicia Hardy slash Black Cat mm, for I, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Uh, oh, okay. Because she's like, she's literally just Spider-Man's Catwoman. Oh, okay. And they're like, okay, that would have been a more permanent role mm-hmm. as opposed to Spider-Woman in this Sony spinoff that we never know, are they going to dump it? Are they going to yeah. merge them? Or are they just going to forget about it if the box office is mm-hmm. bad? So that's, because it's, it's, you know, it's Dakota Johnson. Yeah, my girl Dakota Johnson giving the most monotone one-liners of all time. And I love her for it. It's her, it's Sydney Sweeney, it's, uh, Isabel, uh... Not Russell oh, is it Merced, I think? Sure, why not? And... It's just, like, why? It's CW, it's fun! <laughs> it's... No one cares, Dan! It... I... I don't know. We're gonna see it. Oh, We're gonna see it I'll day be there. one. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's just one of those things, like... I don't know what Sony's got planned here. <laughs> Because they got that Craven movie without Aaron Taylor Johnson running around with fake feet uh-huh. that was previewed. Huh. It's just all these Spider-Man movies without Spider-Man. Yeah. Why not? I, yeah. But, eh, yeah. <laughs> why not? But either way, we're going to see it. So yes. Even if we can predict the future and yes. we know what's going to CW happen. CW+. Right down, right down to the music choice. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it's, it's like, like watching an episode of Gossip Girl. It's like pulled from time and space. It's like <laughs> the, the preview for a show coming on the CW mm-hmm. this fall. Mm-hmm. That song kicks in. It's Madam like Webb. the effects look eh, and it's just like, hmm. Mm. Like they, they, CW doesn't have the rights to Spider-Man, so no. they got to work around it. Yeah. We it's get just, a green screen cameo in the background on a TV of Spider-Man. Yeah, it's like a I time love, capsule. Love that. Eh. Mm. But... In better movie news, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, we got a good movie. We did. Or a movie we enjoyed. I don't know if it's good. Yeah, at the very yeah, least we good. enjoyed it. Yeah, what's the full title? I, I still don't even know. The Hunger Games, The Ballad of <laughs> Songbirds and Snakes. Oh, this was fun. It was. Yeah, and you know, I, I know it's not our audience because they have more taste than this, but don't back sass Rachel Zegler. She's a gem. She like, is. She, she could back talk Snow White and call her a boring bitch. That's fine. Like, yeah. we all get that. We all have a humor and a conscience, but she ate in this movie. She did. Yeah. I don't know why she was Southern. Yeah, because again, <laughs> they're was, from New Jersey. That was so. one of my main concerns. I don't know where that accent popped out of. Because <laughs> no one else was Southern. Well, they did hand wave that she was in the Covey, which was like a... <laughs> the Covey. I, I don't know what that was, but that I was... I guess it's a wandering band of minstrels, you know? I guess, yeah. but yeah, so that maybe that explains why she was Southern, but I don't... I, I For some reason, I don't think the districts can move in between yeah. each other, so yeah. I don't know... I don't know how, yeah. but District 12 is still New uh-huh. Jersey. Yeah. So, so if you're not a teenage girl, just to catch you up on what this movie's premise is, mm-hmm. it's the uh, 10th Hunger Games in the series. Yes. And it's like the first one where marketing and like stage presence and like uh, showing off the actual competitors was championed by a young Coriolanus Snow. Yes, because the ratings were dwindling because mm-hmm. the people in the capital weren't interested like 10 games in in watching this yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, 
which would make sense. Like, the bougies get bored with these gladiator games that they've set up, and there needed to be a new hook to yeah. it. Yeah. So, so Snow suggests yeah. you gotta let the media in, mm-hmm. and you gotta, like, let the public get to know mm-hmm. the... Oh, what are the tributes yes, better yes. And, so that they can have someone to root for. And like his backstory is like, we're poor. Yes. <laughs> so you're not so different, you and I. But I didn't like how many teenage girls were into this character, because mm-hmm. in hindsight, he's not a good man. Yeah, he's like a yeah. Nazi. So but yeah. it, it, it um the whole thing with him. Mm-hmm. Like, I kept saying to you during the movie... Because I knew more about this through cultural osmosis. I haven't read the book. Yeah. But I've learned everything through TikTok and stuff. Like, I knew the plot of the book. Yeah. Despite having not lifted or turned a page. <laughs> but it, it it honestly does come off as, like, a better written version of how, like, Anakin falls into the darks. Because it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Snow is... Um, this this part isn't related to Anakin. But, no. but Snow, it's established that his father was a big bougie, mm-hmm. probably one of the contenders for, like, an early founder of Pan Am after mm-hmm. the, the wars with the districts mm-hmm. broke out. But his father, probably through intrigue, was killed out in the forests while mm-hmm. leading a charge, uh, you know, in the final days of the conflict with the districts. Yes. So because of that, Snow has been left penniless. His grandma, who's dressed like a flapper, is oh. growing roses. As you said, this is literally you surrounded by every other yeah, character's Jonathan. It's one of the best examples yeah. of, a, of, <laughs> of you me, needed another. <laughs> uh, surrounded by nothing but, but yeah. you playing every side character. Hunter Schaefer, eight. Viola yeah. Davis, eight. <laughs> yes. As we would expect. Jason Schwartzman, eight. eight. Yeah. Jason Schwartzman's having a great year. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Got to play the spot mm-hmm. and uh, Asteroid Gideon. City lead mm-hmm. character, yeah. Got to return as Gideon Graves yeah. and so. this, but yeah. So then his whole thing is like, <laughs> okay, he's obviously been humbled by life, but does he still have that, you know, pride ladder climbing edge to him? And yeah. it turns out he does. Mm-hmm. He's he's got anger built up. And he very much wants to be back on top of life in the capital, mm-hmm. um, even as a, a chance at life with Rachel Zegler presents itself. Yeah. Uh, Lucy Rachel, Graybeard. La- Lucy Graybeard, who was a singer, <laughs> who was l- framed up by the her mayor's daughter. southern <laughs> rivals yeah. in town, the mayor's daughter, Dot, yeah. or something, yeah. and then her ex-beau. Oh, yep. Framed her to get picked for the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. And she's uh, a bit of a songstress, you see. Yes, yeah, not a fighter. Can, she can carry a tune. Um, and, yeah, so then it's like Snow has to turn her into... Well, she's already good at performing, so yeah. she wins the hearts and minds of the viewers. Mm-hmm. But she, you know, obviously the, the hook is like, how is she going to survive? Yeah. Are they going to get together? We know they're not, because he's President Snow mm-hmm. in the future movies, but... Yeah. But it was, it was Viola good. Davis, too, true standout here. Mm-hmm. Like, that is an actress right there. That is taking this stupid hammy role and making it legit. Like, I believed every word she said. I was on the edge of my seat for everything she was given. I think I've said this before, mm-hmm. probably once or twice, but Viola Davis is, like, the most consistent yeah. actor. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, Juilliard training will do that to you. Yeah. I never see some, like, because she's been handed, like, a lot of strange roles but she never 
for a second, like, faults on them. Mm-hmm. Even if even if other people in the cast aren't, nope. Viola Davis is. It's consistent. So. She seems like a fun one, based on that Hot Wings interview. Um, but yeah, she she's a Chromatica... Not Chromatica, that's not the name. That's not the name. No, it's, it was, it's something... That's the joke that the Gaga stands were saying. Okay. They said Chromatica. It's close to that. Gall. Gall, yeah. Dr. Gall. She's the game maker. Yeah. And then Peter for... Dinklage is in this, too. He as, is, yeah. as the dean of... Dean Highbottom. <laughs> dean Highbottom of the capital... School. Blue School Eyes for girls, yeah. Obelisk Dorm mm-hmm. Academy that, that is yeah. there in the capital. That plans out these games. Uh, you know, there's Sanginus Plinth, who is... <laughs> Sir Janus. He's rich. Yeah, um, but he's sensitive, you see. But he's sensitive. Yeah, he cares about the tributes, even though he was kind of asking... I was reading online yesterday, the one thing they cut was, like, his relationship with his mother character, mm-hmm. and that's supposed to, like... Like, you're supposed to feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel a, a wink bad for him throughout this whole thing. I was no, just like, I, I really no. don't care. Yeah. So, but that was apparently lacking. That's the one sore complaint that I saw online that was missing from mm-hmm. this. But, uh, you know, Hunter Schaefer as uh, Coriolanus' is Snow's cousin Tigress is mm-hmm. here. Just doing the best as, like, an innocent person who we haven't seen her entire backstory yet. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's faithful to the book. We get lots of one-liners in this. We it's do. way better than the majority of the series because you and I just rewatched, and we really after that first two, nothing yeah. happens. And I don't. Yeah. I forget if we're in agreement on this, but Catching Fire is very enjoyable. Yeah, and well, then, that's the highest rated one. And then Mockingjay yeah. kind of goes down Ooh, as it gets boring. Definitely goes down. Yeah. Uh, but this kind of brings it way back up. Yeah. Like it's 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 exciting. It's theatrical. It's it kind of keeps you invested the whole time. Mm. Um, literally, the only complaint that I have, and mm-hmm. this is a it's it's a weird complaint, but yeah. I really wish the trailers hadn't shown any of uh, Snow and Lucy happily yeah. hanging out. Yeah, because the whole but time that's the main draw for the people who love the book, though. I I know yeah. I, you you heard I, those girls scream. I know when they played the hanging tree and they said kiss him. We did, yeah. We 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 did have a few of those, but yeah. I would say for like regular, like maybe moviegoers who aren't familiar with it, the whole time that everything in the capital was starting, I'm like, okay, he hasn't shaved his head to look like Eminem yet. Nope. So I know yeah. we got a whole we'll third fine. act yeah. going. And that third act, as much as I love the "I ain't made a sugar line," mm-hmm. that truly changed my life. Like mm-hmm. I'll be using that constantly now. Yeah. Um, third act dragged a little bit for me, but mm-hmm. there's some intrigue and mystery for the Hunger Game canon. There is. You know, did she live? What's her succession like? I could see, um, them, I think people want them to do, like, Haymitch's game next or something. I could cool. see them do that once in a while. Like, give us a Hunger Game movie based on yeah. a character that we've known from this series. No, definitely. Never, never... Because happily, this is allowed to be a standalone thing, yeah. and I would be very happy if with the, more standalone. I would like that movies, too, even if they yeah. do like a like a TV show or something. Yeah, like you know, because the games—that's what we're there for, the Hunger Games. And this one was great. It was derelict. A lot of poison. A lot of snicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of intrigue. I was like, oh, this is a fun little. I don't know why we're set in a subway system, but it's cool. I like it. And it does speak to. It, it, it's one. Like, it's, well, I always give her a lot of credit, but Suzanne Collins, yeah. in creating this Hunger Games world, mm-hmm. gave it depth. Yeah. Like, it's 
it, you and can she tell. didn't milk it. Like, she, didn't. she didn't over milk the cow. No, she, she has enough in her mind in her holster that you know people want more. And, and yeah. that's again just to her credit, it, it's all of these details and lore are there for her to draw from. But we in the story, like in the stories being told, only get like the surface and then discussion of them. And it's like a lot of the young adult post-apocalypse choose your tribe mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. thing that that copied Hunger yeah. Games didn't bother with that. No. But like Suzanne Collins built this entire world so that you can keep going back into it with stuff like Ballad of Songbirds mm-hmm. and Snakes mm-hmm. and have other characters do other things because it exists beyond what we were shown in the stories. Yeah. And that's that I was my favorite it, yeah. part of the movie, was yeah. getting to see, like, 12 from a different angle, yeah. getting the capital. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, the trend of, like, 12 winning, because I knew as soon as it was announced, I, I, I had to tell you, I was like, well, I've been on the Wikipedia article, mm-hmm. and I've read about, like, the annual Hunger Games, and I know about this one, mm-hmm. and that Lucy won. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well... A spoiler, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. maybe if we do a different uh, region. But if it's Haymitch, it's going to be 12 again. So True. maybe Joanna, people like her. Maybe a Finnick, people yeah. like him. Maybe the first one. Like eh. the first game. the first like one the... wasn't televised or anything. That's just like children bashing each other with a ha- hammer. Well, maybe... The one after the Lucy one is the, the Mag one. She's the winner of the 11th one. That could be a good yeah, one. Old yeah. Mag. Yeah, <laughs> old, old blind Mag. mag. Um, <laughs> or even like stuff about like the... The, the war between, like, the, the districts and the capital yeah. or something. Like, yeah. even... Uh, no, but, but I, I just like want it. more games. I like the games. Of I course. Think the games were extended, like, that first movie. Mm-hmm. That's what I loved. I loved being in the arena the whole time. And, mm-hmm. then, like, the, the other stuff was on the back burner. Yeah, you like the Battle Royale. Royale of it all. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Um, but, no. Good, good movie. Yeah. Highly recommend. Good movie. Anything else to share, Dan? No, that was all the news I had. Right, well, we've been talking a lot. Still yeah. working on the tangents. Haven't mm-hmm. had time. So shall I get into today's episode proper? Or? Certainly. All right. I, got, I feel the mood's going to drop. What do you mean, Pretty significantly. Dan? No, not not this week. What? what <laughs> when do I ever bring a series during my dark Jonathan arc? I got a That's bad gonna, feeling. I'm not going to ringing bell you again. Okay. Yeah, that little sheep's going to be fine, Dan. I don't think <laughs> so. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Anyways, uh, anime is not a mistake. Today we're starting, you know, this lighthearted series <laughs> by the name of Made in Abyss. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of it or if you've experienced it, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll get to your thoughts after my notes. Uh, but the drawing board is here nonetheless, and they are dressed up as a spelunker. Mm-hmm. They got a little whistle around their, uh, I don't know how to describe it, their board. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. A little cave hat with a flashlight on it, a pickaxe or two, a, a large satchel of provisions, mm-hmm. and a sunshiny demeanor because there's nothing that Drawing Board Coon wants to do more than to delve further into his podcasting life. Yes. Yeah. 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 And he, they're happy to do so. As long as he has it in him. I, I mean, yeah. You know, drawing Board's... <laughs> Drawing board's health is so-so. I, I don't know if I have a feeling can... that if he, you know, or if they, I don't know how to gender our drawing board, if they don't, uh, you know, if they have one more hard-pressed comeuppance or, you know, they're meant to experience something that's a little bit difficult for them, they might just turn against us, Dan. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he does need his glasses, or they need their glasses, and I, I just, he doesn't have an extra pair. No. So, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. It'd be I, rough. I just... Mm. I hope he's okay. But <laughs> Anyways, providing the information. Main Abyss is a Japanese manga series written and illustrated by Akihito Tsukushi. Uh, he worked at Konami 
from 2000 to 2010 before becoming a freelance illustrator. Mm -hmm. During his time at Konami, he primarily worked in animation and designing the interface of titles such as Elibits, if you remember that game. I do. Or the character design for the Nintendo DS game, Elibits, The Adventures of Kai and Zero, and the anime Otogi Jushi Aku, Akazuken, mm-hmm. which, you know, I've never heard of. Um, after leaving Konami, Tsukushi began drawing manga, debuting in 2011 in the Dojinshi Star Strings Yori. In 2012, Takeshobo began serializing his manga Main Abyss their webcomic Gamma, on their web, webcomic Gamma website. Um, by February 2020, the manga had over 3 million copies in circulation, so it took off quickly. Mm-hmm. In 2018, Made in Abyss was nominated for the 11th Manga Taisho Award and received a total of 40 points, coming in at 8th place. Uh, the series ranked 13th on Kono Mangaga Sugoi, uh, Top 20 Manga for Male Readers in 2018. Uh, Made in Abyss was awarded the Excellence Award at the 52nd Jap- Japan Cartoonist Association Awards in 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, an anime television series adaptation produced by Kinema uh, Citrus aired from July to September 2017. Uh, a sequel film subtitled Dawn of the Deep Soul premiered in Japan in January 2020, three years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and a second season Season, titled May and Abyss, The Golden City of the Scorching Sun, aired from July to September 2022. So we're getting more and more recent. Uh, the manga's still ongoing. This is one of the few mangas that I'm actually caught up in. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, experiencing... He hasn't written anything for a while. So he's taking his sweet time continuing here. Oh, we, we, I'm in that Hunter Hunter boat, yeah, so yeah. by all means. Yep. Yeah. And the manga, I would say, is on this... Uh, they say a sequel to the second season has been announced. That's where the manga is currently. Mm-hmm. So we're almost caught up. We're where it is um a live action film adaptation began development in 2021 with kevin mcgullen hired to write and direct an action role-playing game developed by chime corporation and published by spike chunsoff was released in september 2022 and uh as i said the anime television series adaptation was announced in december 2016 the 13 episode series covers content from volumes one through three the series was directed by masayuki uh, kojima monster made in abyss and written by Hideyuki Karada, screenwriter for Read or Die, Excel Saga, Goblin Slayer, and the new Ramoni Kenshin. Mm-hmm. Uh, with animation by Kinema Citrus and character designs by Kazu Chika Kisei, Pat LaBur the movie, Ooh. Ghost in the Shell Arise. Um, Australian artist Kevin Penkin composed the soundtrack for the anime. And I don't know if it's the things that I've watched lately, but this soundtrack is full of bops. Mm-hmm. It emotionally makes you feel things when certain things happen. Of course. If they were to happen. You know, if there were some hard-pressed things to happen yeah, if, to these, if, these minor right. characters, yep. you know. But eh, I'm just saying. Uh, the first season premiered on Adult Swim's Toonami programming block on January 16, 2022. And the two compilation films titled Main Abyss Journey's Dawn, encompassing episodes one through eight with new scenes for introduction and main abyss wandering twilight encompassing episodes 9 through 13 were released on january 4th 20 uh 2019 and january 18 2019 respectively this is what we are going to watch uh the three movies in the main abyss series before mm-hmm. heading into season two uh, i think it's a good recap of the series trims most of the fat according to the reddit both movies are only about 60 minutes or less of footage than the original of the original footage from the original thirteen episodes, so they mm-hmm. only cut about an hour from those thirteen episodes. Okay, um, won't be bad. missing much besides the opening, and it's similar to the Madoka movies, which we know were a joy. Nothing bad uh, yeah, happened to yeah, those characters. Yeah. Filled at all. me with with so much hope. Yeah. yeah. Uh, following the release of the first compi- compil- compilation film, the sequel was revealed to be a film 
titled Maiden Abyss, the movie Dawn of the Deep Soul. Uh, the film premiered in Japan on January 17, 2020. The film had been set to premiere in the United States at Anime Boston on April 11, 2020, before the convention's cancellation due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Okay. So that's where the timelines mesh up. Mm-hmm. When that was coming out, that happened. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Uh, following the release of The Dawn of the Deep Soul, a new sequel was announced on May 5th, 2021. It was announced that the sequel was a second season, officially titled Maiden Abyss, The Golden City of the Scorching Sun, which aired from July 6th to September 28th, and uh, 2022, and I just got around, so we have it on Blu-ray. That's going to happen depending on how this goes. Mm-hmm. So, um, but Dark Jonathan just might allow it. Um, a sequel to The Golden City, as I said, was announced uh, on January 15th, 2023. Um, sigh, no sign of it stopping. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Maiden Abyss has been met with positive reviews and is widely considered to be one of the best anime series of the 2010s. Uh, Crunchyroll listed in their series in their top 100 best animes of the 2010s. Lauren Orsini of Forbes included Maiden Abyss on her list of the best anime of the decade. Julian Mallerman of Them Anime Reviews praises the show for being a well-executed emotional drama, saying, The manner in which the show approaches this conclusion is often brutal and alienating, but the final answer is simple and pure. It sings. Uh, like Much like Lucy Greybeard. Of course. <laughs> Overall critical praise, especially from Matt Cabrera, word of mouth. I don't think he's seen any of it, but he did recommend that I see this show. Okay. Yeah. Well, Matt Cabrera was like, you'd be into this. I haven't watched an episode. And that's what got me into it. Okay. And uh, if you like Clemps, uh, who's a YouTuber, he did mm-hmm. a deep dive on this series. Uh, and obvious inspiration for Tears of the Kingdom, which came out around the time that I was planning this, to bring this little show to the pod. I would say even Scarlet and Violet, mm. kind of, because it has a big stupid pit came in the middle dwelling. too. Came yeah. Dwelling, yeah. yeah. So, Spelunking, Dan. I, and I feel like... Yeah, if only Scarlet and Violet had good designs. Uh, All right, that's neither here nor there, but... (laughs) It's okay, the Maiden Abyss video game is atrocious, too. (laughs) I was going to ask if you ever played it. No, at PS2 level quality. Oof. That's one of those, you gotta wait for the reviews, Dan. Ah, I didn't play it. Well, because the art style of this series lends itself to, like like a, you know, like a Dragon Quest looking, it really was bad? I gotta look into it, Oh, yeah, the video game was bad, Dan. uh, That's a shame. Um, So my take on the series before we get to where you are, um, I've been doing a good job checking off the light series, lighthearted series, lady. We Mm -hmm. had, um, you know, Princess Jellyfish and the like. Um, Now it's time to get a little bit dark again. It is, yeah. Just a little. Um, I love this series for that a la Madoka, you know, there's a similar vibe to it. But there's a few things that give me a bit of the ick when it comes to this series, mm-hmm. um, but I want to share them anyway. Uh, from the anime gore, which we know gets me oddly sometimes, but not every time, mm-hmm. this one made me a little sick to my stomach at certain points. E- mm. Loosely knowing what you're talking about, mm-hmm. it is. Um, it kind of makes you care about things in characters, mm-hmm. and then when the horrors that are unleashed upon them happen... Mm-hmm. Uh, like, that's one of, you know, because sometimes... It'll, it'll keep you up at night thinking. <laughs> if you're, like, desensitized to gore in, like, anime or in movies or something, one way to circumvent that is obviously you you have sympathy for that character. You build up a rapport with them, mm-hmm. and then you're reminded, oh, this is a horrific, like, sci-fi realm that yeah. we're in here, so a bad fate is awaiting them but yeah um and also what it does to really young kids there's a lot of nudity in this but not like it's like barbie nudity Mm -hmm. um but 
even then it, it feels a little icky at times in the manga and the anime. And I'm sure that's one of the main like detractors that I've heard people talk about mm -hmm. is that they're young kids. They're like grade school level. Yeah. So maybe mm, <laughs> no, but it, it's also adds to that uncomfortability that I guess the series yeah. is supposed to. And I, I think them being kids descending into this mm -hmm. pit is, is one of the many things that makes them seem more helpless. So it's like that adds to the horror of it. Yes. Like this is, this is far beyond what any regular person would experience, let alone a kid going down there to do this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, and the a question I want to ask you as we go on, is it misery porn? Is it sad for the sake of being sad? You know? I, I'll reserve judgment on that until yeah. I've watched more. Yes, until you've yeah. gone deeper into this yes. abyss. Um, uh, oh, well, life is fucked up. At least we're on this trip together. Are you ready to cry? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, glad to hear Dan's takes. Dan, have you heard of this series? Have you watched some of it? Do you yes. know what's going on? Uh, as we recounted last night. Yeah, uh, which was a groundbreaking thing that I didn't remember. Over a, over a delicious diner meal. Oh, what, um, a, what are those onion rings? What a meal. In our Euphoria side story episode, uh -huh. we, uh, we, you did in fact lend me... I didn't remember. ...the yeah. anime... One of the rare times. ...like the episodic version yeah. of this show yeah. uh, a long time ago, probably very early when the podcast, podcast started. started. Mm -hmm. uh, you lent it to me alongside the Dark Crystal. <laughs> the Dark Crystal, Crystal is obviously the thing that stands out in my mind, so, but I did okay. enjoy this. Okay. Uh, I think that was literally only like... Um, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the first couple of episodes, however much was in that. Yeah. So like um, the eight episodes, 12 episodes, whatever. Yeah. But so not, not Dawn of the Deep Soul. No. We haven't gotten yet. And there's new content that. and I'm sure it's going to bring up old memories of what happened. Yeah, no. And even then you have always uh, teased at bringing this series. So I have never looked into... Mm -hmm. any spoilers i've never i've never really even gone back and refreshed myself of yeah. any of it because i knew that you were bringing it eventually yeah um but uh, the art direction is just gorgeous mm -hmm. um the i love the premise yeah you love a spelunking i do yeah, you love exploring a dark hole. as above so below <laughs> If we if we got to bring that movie at some point. Oh, I love that. You know, that's getting a resurgence on YouTube because a lot of people are like, this is better than I thought. And I was like, yes. Yeah. That, yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I will go into the catacombs. I am French. <laughs> it's <laughs> the big bull dad. There's a phone. There's a piano. <laughs> um, a truck. <laughs> but the arts, like the art style and everything is gorgeous in its own way. But mm -hmm. then when you get into like the horrors of what's going on in this pit yeah it's like it, it like lures you into a false sense of cutesiness mm -hmm. and then it just unloads yeah and just when you think shit. like my god they're suffering so much truly their suffering cannot get any worse yeah it just might like it it is i, I don't because in a lot of anime that I always watch, there's, like, this escalation of, you know, the characters face more difficult challenges, but steadily they, you know, uh, get stronger themselves and overcome them, mm -hmm. because that's, like, very much, in terms of, like, narrative structure, that's, like, a people versus people story, yeah. but this is, like, a very well done people versus nature story yeah. and like i truly you... don't know how it will end yeah we still don't have any idea if it's gonna be a good ending a bad ending a man ending uh -huh. what's gonna happen but yeah yeah For so this ride currently yeah mm -hmm. but i'm i'm very excited to okay despite the scary things that await down there what i'm excited mean? to get into the this is fun <laughs> 
There's lots of joy in the abyss, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, know. But... So we're going to see how this transitions into pen- potentially season two. Um, don't worry, I haven't forgotten Soul Leader is all I'll say, too. Of course. So, yeah. you know, the last of my pizza picks are almost done. I'll be getting to mine, don't you worry. Sure. Yeah. Gotta find Claymore on physical media, but... <laughs> yeah. Had an awful long time to look, but... Well, I got distracted. Yeah. All right. Well... <laughs> By Crapcom. <laughs> okay, I guess we better get the show on the road. There's an abyss to be explored, and whenever it comes to a big opening, I think of Dan. Uh, uh, bravo. <laughs> uh, comedy musings. Yes. <laughs> Fuck it, get my helmet. back audience we just got back from the abyss and boy are our i don't know insert here tired (laughs) boy is our child robot tired i don't know though we must stress that returning too fast is fatal so we're only joking yeah there's a one-way trip yeah (laughs) to the bottom of that hole um and initial thoughts dan i don't know (laughs) i do really like this Mm. anime um from the strained memories i have of watching whatever blu-ray you gave me yeah this feels like a very efficient retelling of that like as you said in the in the opening it it is two hours i i don't know what i would have missed if anything but it is it is a very Mm -hmm. concise like uh you know summary of everything that has happened yeah. so perhaps when i um i don't think i wrote it down in my notes but i know what was cut i think it was like the content of like one episode mm-hmm. so if it springs to mind I'll, I'll tell you what you missed but no it's it's very faithful to the anime series it's just a streamlined like movie version all of the madoka maguka movies mm-hmm. um a very similar vibe i'm glad you enjoyed i think this is the slower of them because from here on out uh second season included it's just breakneck it's yeah. like shit's happening shit's going down but I mean, I'm sure nothing bad will happen to these kids because this one was fine. I mean, there's yeah. a little gore, a little something. No, there was some. Uh, there was some trauma. Yeah, there was some trauma. Emotional dumped, damage. But, yes. Yeah, but n- nothing physical yet, I suppose. Some lost loves, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, do you remember where these kids are going? Do you remember what to expect from uh, that certain character that was introduced at the very end, or no? I think I did reach the point where she is introduced, mm-hmm. but I never got farther than that because mm. it was it was it was only a handful of episodes. I remember. We're gonna reach a point, I think, with the the giants, uh, go- goblets, goblets, yep, yep. and then that was as far as I got in Interesting. any viewing. So. Interesting. All right. Yeah. So in two weeks' time, we'll see how Dan is. We'll bring out the happiness scale, and you'll point to your pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> how does Dan feel? I, but I I will just say though, mm-hmm. is it one? This series is gorgeous. Yeah, it's beautiful. Just it is it is absolutely gorgeous. I think that. It's one of those things where if you remove that component for, like, if you removed any given component from this, it would still be quality, but the entire picture is just 
the the lore, the mystery, the way that it looks, mm-hmm. like the technology, they got all the terms down, the creatures, like it's all this, you know, it, it's a it, every frame of painting. Yeah. So, yeah. Every I hair I just, swoosh. <laughs> I I do love me some deep lore and I don't know. This just lends itself to that. I am surprised to hear that it is still because I, I again I have not done anything to look into this series. Yeah. I am surprised that it has not been concluded yet. But no. I mean that that's the way it goes. No, people um, are saying soon-ish because we're at a point where like you know we're almost at the bottom, mm-hmm. um, the, the the recorded bottom. But yeah, yeah. like I said, the manganka is uh, taking his sweet time. Yeah. Well, it, whatever he has to do to properly tell the story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. I, I, either way, I, I would be excited to see the outcome here. Mm-hmm. So, shall we get into the plot? Mm-hmm. All right, so here's this plot synopsis. Feel free to interrupt me at any point if you have an opinion or a fact to share or something. Mm-hmm. Um, History of the Abyss. 1900 years ago, a massive pit was discovered, and people were inexplicably drawn to delve into the pit for valuable treasures. And, Wealth, immediately, fame and power. Yeah. Immediately, I'm like, nope. Nope. You can't, you won't catch me at the bottom of this pit. Well, but unlike conventional, like, you know, uh, oh, what was it? Where the five ladies go into the, the mm. cave? That movie. Five ladies go into the cave? Yeah. The, oh, uh, um, 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 oh my gosh. Uh, no, the ascent. The, the descent. The descent, the descent yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not that. It is just a big hole mm-hmm. with a lot of scenery. Uh, but then as we learn, the deeper in you go, it becomes more eldritch and uh, yeah, terrifying. Horrible. So. Uh, but despite the dangerous creatures and horrible unknowns that lay within, many still flock to this pit. Um, there are numerous strange relics that got the attention of adventurers. A giant city named Orth was constructed around the abyss and became a way of life for the people living around it to send people in, to get the treasures, to find funds, mm-hmm. to fund the town around the pit. Yeah. Uh, like Kenilworth's introduction. Yeah, and, and quite literally, it is it is this town built around, I guess, what you would call like the crater, like mm-hmm. the upper part of of this of this pit, the big hole. Um, I, I guess kind of like Santorini, but we we see like a lot of these in in anime and video games, but mm-hmm. it, it's still. Again, it has its own lore. Like, there's districts that have been built up. There's other because we we assume that that one country. In on this world, on this unknown world, mm-hmm. has you know set up shop here, but yeah. there are illegal raids from yeah. other countries yeah. who come in to and you know. We still get know nothing about that. We yeah. don't know what the relics are used for. We don't know who sells them. If there's like a more profitable, um, like, yeah, like class here. Obviously, there's a class distinction. And it, and it's only like in the vaguest terms possible. You're you're incentivized to keep going down deeper to find stranger and rarer treasures, and then they somehow cycle back into the international like treasure market, and yeah. that is how Orth makes its its money. Yes. Um. So many are still swallowed up by the abyss, and no one has seen the bottom. It's yes. all based on just recordings, uh, written word, and hearsay mm-hmm. on how deep this thing goes. Um, one year before the start of our journey, a pair of spelunkers discuss their adventure while in the abyss, a woman with long blonde hair with a feather in it, and her husband, Torka, um, are just discussing over soup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A stew. And, uh, we see this extremely tall woman that mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, this is a Dan Ryan design if I've ever seen one before. No, we, she certainly you is. You just yeah. make her big. 
A big armored <laughs> figure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this is Ozen, the immovable sovereign, and the woman is talking to her husband and Ozen. There's clearly like a relationship between these three. And then she also reveals like, I'm pregnante. And mm-hmm. perhaps you would want to see the bottom of the abyss with your own eyes as well. Yes. Little baby of mine. Which, pregnant in the abyss, I don't know if that's going to be the best thing going forward. Not the soundest idea. No. Uh, but I do like the little bit of, like, development we get in terms of um, Ozen and, Ozen and Liza. Liza's yeah. relationship. Yeah. Because uh, she comes over, sure, her face is almost completely obscured by her big suit of armor. Mm-hmm. And she gets more soup from the Liza's husband. Porka. Torka, who is a good cook. We yep. don't know much about him else. Uh, but Oh, he's got green hair. Kind of. And that's all we've learned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Torka's kind of a mystery. And he, he's, you know, she doesn't, uh, Ozen doesn't demonstrate any emotion, but according to Liza, like, oh no, you can tell in her mannerisms that means she liked your food and yeah. she wanted more. Yeah. So there's some kind of unspoken bond between, between these two. two. Yep. Uh, you know, that will get more development later. Yep, and I want you to think about this. I mean, someone's got a goal to find their mom at the bottom of the abyss. Is she a good mom? Um, <laughs> I've judged anime parents poorly before. Harshly, yeah, and too quickly. Uh, so far, I would say not a good mom. You mean if your mom didn't send you to the bottom of the abyss, you wouldn't want to go see? For Susan? Damn! I'm at I... the bottom of the abyss! <laughs> but 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 again, as we get into it, there's like some kind of supernatural pull to yes, this. So yes. I don't know if it's completely Liza's mm-hmm. fault that she wants to keep going back down. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to combine all my anime and sci-fi instincts. I'm thinking there's some kind of creature down there yeah. that's drawing people in. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Right. Uh, so it, it it it's partially Liza's fault, mm-hmm. but, you know... There's also some, there's like a literal pull mm-hmm. to go down there. Yep. Uh, so we're in present day. I don't know what that means, but I guess the year 2023 or whatever this anime mm-hmm. takes place. Present day, yeah. Um, a young girl, Riku and, Riko, and her friend Nat explore the upper layers of the abyss, searching for treasure to impress their education system. Yeah. Which is the modern day American education system. <laughs> and according to this world building, this layer has pretty much already been stripped. Picked clean. And yet there's still things here. There's still so things. it's just how big it is. Because, like, R- uh, Rika is, like, you know, uh, pickaxing into walls and stuff so there's like in the grand scheme of things there's like junk and fragments left over there's different grades of relics yeah Yeah. um and many mysteries still to to find um ranked by whistles so we learned like there's a whistle ranking system Mm -hmm. that the red whistles are the ones that start out then they go on trainees yeah to more experienced blue then moon purple whistles yeah then black and then white as the highest level white is like legendary tier Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah that's the enchanted pull yeah (laughs) lorcana If only. Yeah. Um, That that would pull you into the pit. That would draw you down there. That one card, I should have known, that would have pulled me down there, yeah. But um, only red whistles at this point, and Rico is amassing a large amount of treasure to impress to be allowed to go deeper into the abyss because it's her goal to get into the abyss, both to find her mother and both because she just wants to explore it. She's naturally drawn to it. Yeah, yeah. And this is certainly one of those, like, sci-fi things where, like, this is is the job. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't. You can do other things in Orth. You could be a baker, <laughs> but yeah. this is the career that that you you know yeah. are striving for. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> I would not. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. Uh, Nat is missing, and Rico finds him unconscious by a massive beast. One of our first creatures, the Crimson Splitjaw. So, care to describe how you take this design of this aminal? Um, it's kind of like a big uh, manta big, ray type thing snick. with, yeah. uh, like, obviously a gaping jaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it able it's able to like glide around. It kind of has vibes of um, not not the. We're getting into obscure cryptids here. I mean, there's like a there's it's like your a forte, like a South American giant worm that mm. it looks like, because it has like the eye stalks. Yeah. But notably, it is kind of um, apparent that this is. It, it's weird that this split jaw is all the way up at layer one. Yeah. Usually, this is a creature that you would encounter further down. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's a tease at something that something is like causing a stir for the creatures mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it's uh, it's this huge predator yeah. and it really shouldn't be up here yeah. where it is and obviously one of the main inspirations for this anime was the video game shadow of the colossus so mm-hmm. so just so you know like, yeah if we get to like some gargantuan things ooh, that's you know i always love gargantuan things yeah, so big <laughs> big and ooh, as you said um, but Rico blows her whistle to get the cr- uh, creature's attention and gets knocked aside, fleeing. Luckily for her, nothing's broken. Just mm-hmm. some slight blood on her fr- her friend and she flees. But obviously this Crimson Splitjaw is going to eat her mm-hmm. before it's rudely shot by a giant beam cannon in mm-hmm. the distance. Yeah, a big beam cannon. It yeah. blows a hole through, you know, it, it kind of like, you know, badly injures uh, the Splitjaw, but then it like... The, the blast makes its way through multiple layers of petrified trees. Yep. So it's powerful. After Rico realizes that she's saved, she searches for the source of this beam and comes across a boy-shaped robot or a little robot boy, mm-hmm. which is another topic that I know... It's close to my heart, yeah. yeah. You love yeah. a little robot boy. I do. Yep. Yeah. Many. <laughs> it doesn't matter the shape, the kind, the background. <laughs> Just the little robot boy. Dan <laughs> loves boys. Little robot boys. <laughs> it, it, it's a, it's ever since Astro Boy. <laughs> Cyborg 009, technically, I guess. But. Yep. Uh, Rico then... Oh, sorry. Rika then finds a crystal necklace mm-hmm. and takes the boy and Nats back to their home slash school, the Belchero Orphanage, or the Linda Belcher Orphanage. Yes. Yes. Um, her teacher, Jiro, is there, and all the kids here are orphans of the people who died or were lost in the abyss. Yes. So, you know, we, get the, we gotta fund that economy, Dan. Put those orphans to work. They're not just gonna sit around and yeah. laze around all day. And, and quite literally, it's like the orphans are encouraged to, to keep digging up treasure to fund the orphanage Come itself. Come on, free labor. Like they, gotta, yeah. they gotta, you know, so... With, with the assumption that they'll be professional cave raiders All we gotta someday. do is throw in the Bible and we got ourselves a Catholic school right here. Yeah, so it's, it's again, this is like how the economy is self-sustaining, I guess. Yep. Uh, they're training to be cave raiders to get their whistles, and there's no keeping relics. That's mm-hmm. like a punishable offense. Yes. In this, like the relics go to the community. They either help the community out based on like their grade level or they're sold to profit, you know, the orphanage and the people surrounding. Yes. Yep. Um, uh, Rico, Nat, and their friends Shiggy and Kiwi, or Kiwi, wake up the robot boy, who has little memory, and Rico names this boy Reg after one of her previous pet dogs that Mm -hmm. were confiscated. Yes. Which I think is explored a little bit more in the manga. We get a slight background um, story that Rika actually has someone she calls her aunt as well, Mm -hmm. that she hangs out with, like, in the village, but she's not seen in this anime. Okay. And she had a dog. I don't think the dog died, I think the dog just... 
you know, went somewhere else to live. Well, with this which, anime, yeah, I which assume... graciously I was like, oh, that's surprising that the dog wasn't just offed. <laughs> yeah, I I was expecting that, but no. Yeah. Um, but in waking Reg up by shocking him because her bedroom is a torture chamber. Yeah. Very odd for an orphanage to have. Yeah, it, it, yeah more lore. More some lore. of it's modern, some of it's like medieval-ish looking, yeah. um, but apparently uh, Rika was put in there because she's a troublemaker. Yeah, and this is a group of troublemakers. They've they've drained the energy from the orphanage, shut off the lights, and Jiro is on the way. The other three dip out, and Rika is trying to hide Reg mm-hmm. from uh, Jiro. Jiro walks in and is like, huh, caught you again, eh? What are you doing? He's giving me very Wallace Wells energy. Yeah. Like nonchalant, like, oh, we've been through this before. Um, he's passive, he's seen a lot, but he still cares, I feel. He's one of those, you know... Yeah, he's he's trying to look out for Rika as best he can. I say because we don't really see these characters again after this intro. Like, it it sticks to, Mm -hmm. once you're down there, you can't really come back back up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes, yeah, good. Don't get too attached to these, to Kiwi. I know you're a Kiwi stan, but... Well, it does, well, in Shiggy, of course. uh, But (laughs) that. But, uh, but yeah... So he's he's we we do get more snippets about him as it keeps going. He yeah. was you know uh, we get well, some. He's background. got extendable extendable arms. Well, Reg has oh, extendable yeah, yeah. arms. Reg yeah. has extendable arms. Jiro is just oh you've done this again, and he tries to find out, but uh, Reg has extended his arms away. Um, he takes off. Uh, he takes off with Rico to be punished, but mm-hmm. she escapes and. Rico and Reg like they they hop out the window. Yeah, and they're just you know bonding as children do. Like and, it's a quick connection. Like they're they're yeah. fast friends. Rico takes him to see the the sunset or the yeah. sunrise, yes. and then you know from there at the top of like the Orth where all the windmills are, they can kind of look down and see <laughs> just the opening into the abyss, uh, and it's like cloud cover. And yeah. Rika obviously finds it like beautiful, yeah, uh, despite the the horrors that could await down there yeah. she's like enticed by it and there's many questions around reg he has a strange helmet mm-hmm. that's like Ico from Ico. Mm-hmm. um why is he designed like a little boy why does he have extendable arms where did he come from the bottom of the abyss he, he doesn't is, know is light but incredibly sturdy yeah. and he has you know some kind of rubber skin mm-hmm. that is indestructible and fireproof yeah. as well. Like, all of him is fireproof. And she uh, stuck something up his butt and snapped off. Yep. So. It's, it's in her journal, so. Yep. yep. Uh, the deeper... So then we get the Lord of the Abyss. Uh, the deeper into the Abyss you go, uh, the worst symptoms that show themselves. So it starts off with just, like, nausea, heartburn, mm-hmm. indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Yes. And then devolves into, like, vomiting, and then bleeding from every orifice, and then eventually... Losing your humanity, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, pleasant times. Well, the picture has someone morphing into, like, a gelatinous monster. Yeah. I don't know if that... Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so it, it's... That is the main stopping point for why you yeah. like why there's no advanced technology having them go up and down really quick mm-hmm. why why it's a challenge in the first place to do this because yes. like everyone in, in orth see you know who is a cave raider is an expert at you know mm-hmm. getting down there but getting up but like story, the yeah. fantasy pushback of this is that mm-hmm. 
ascension is nigh impossible past yeah. a certain point. And they declare this the curse of the abyss. Yes. At least it affects every human down there. Yes. So if you are a human being. Um, all recorded relics with special powers are nothing like Reg. Uh, Reg can run on food or electricity. Uh, he's fire resistant, as you said, flexible metal. And apparently, according to uh, Rika, uh, Reg is the most valuable relic ever discovered. Yeah, because cause Shiggy is like... Um looking over this catalog of relics that have been documented, like, either taken And there's out. some. There's, like, that, that bell that stops time. Like, they have very strange yeah. powers. Like, they do. That aren't really explained. There's a few that get, like, a little more story time, but it's never explained yet. No, yeah, and, and there's clearly, like, remnants of civilizations down there mm-hmm. with, with, like, that are imbued with all these powers, and according to Shiggy, as far as he can gather, Reg is literally a combination of several, of, like, what would be the equivalent of, of several An O-grade super, bot, yeah. Yeah, yeah, records, mm-hmm. so. Um, uh, so, he might be dismantled if he's found out, but they want to, like, still maintain their friendship and plot to maybe go one day into the abyss, so they decide to pose Reg as an orphan, so to get him past Juro, Nat, as we learn, gives him his own backstory, where mm-hmm. he was like a rag picker in the wharf district, mm-hmm. and you his know, sister died, yeah. and he went to the orphan. And Juro's like, hmm, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> Probably smarter than we would yes. give him credit for, yes. and is, is kind of like, okay, just... Come on and join the orphanage. Yeah, so you want to be a cave raider, do you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember the Pokemon Master song? I do, yeah. I had a whole soundtrack, Dan. We gotta to, find it. We gotta burn it. It was To Listen. Be a Master, was yeah, it Yeah, I had that sad Misty song. It was all the songs from, like, the live Andrew Rannell's New York City, not City Center, Madison Square Garden show. Yeah, yeah Viridian City, oh, a bop, Team there, Rocket's yeah. Rocket. Team Rocket's Rocket, yeah. The, uh, the Jigglypuff song, oh the gosh. dramatic rendition. I just remember that Misty, it gave Misty such character depth. It did, yeah. <laughs> Something that I was lacked, or was lacking in the show. The Brock song, um, where yeah. he's in mm-hmm. love with Jenny and Joy, I think. I, um, yeah. Eh, whatever. <laughs> That's a story for a different day. Um, but, uh, incident at the edge of the abyss, Reg pretends that he doesn't really know about that. And Rico takes Reg to meet some cave raiders, including family friend... Halbog. Mm-hmm. Hablog. Hablog. Well, specifically, Halbog is returning from a trip down into yes, the abyss. Yes. It's a big deal. It's when, a big fanfare. Yeah. The whole town gathers around. Like, these are clearly, like, the celebrities. Like, if the Kardashians came up from the abyss. <laughs> yeah, no one would question it. So, yeah. yeah. Kim's a white whistle, I'm sure. <sighs> yeah. But then, <laughs> uh... But Halbog does return, uh, but they kind of catch notice that he has brought up with him a white whistle and a envelope. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the people in the crowd specifically notices that that is the white whistle of Liza. Liza with a Z. Liza and a y. with a Z. And a Y. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yes, and Rico, of course, notices this because... Liza's her mom, mm-hmm. and she knows, and like she's kind of upset. She went down there, and she never came back. Uh, then we get a cool, like, introductory theater breakdown from um, uh, what's his name from Persona, Igor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who's there for no reason? He's putting on like a little puppet show for the yeah. kids, uh, and we get like a model representation of how the abyss looks. Yeah, and uh, we get like the breakdown of all the whistles and mm-hmm. what what the goal is of this. Uh, Liza was missing for ten years. And Rico is gifted Liza's whistle and a letter for her. Um, this is an important day for you, Rico. Um, according to Jorin, who comes by, and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, why are you sitting here? You need, like... 
Well, we have a duty to do. We get the vibe that whenever a whistle or some other artifact from a like a fallen cave raider is returned to the surface, it's kind of like. Okay, some part of them has been brought back. We'll have a festival in their memory. Yeah. And Liza apparently always loved festivals, so you and know Rika drink, should yeah. celebrate. Yeah. But and also it's important she does get the whistle immediately, mm-hmm. but the letter is, is being examined yeah. by the elders first mm-hmm. before she can look at it. Yeah. Um. So just another weirdo as a kid. Uh, you were only two when your mother left. You don't really know much about her. Your eyesight is different from others. Without those crystal lenses, glasses, you get headaches. And mm-hmm. I mean, as I told Dan, that's a phobia of yours that hasn't oddly been touched upon at all in this series so yeah. far. Because I know if you see some eyes popping out and some headaches, mm-hmm. it's going to get you good. Some ocular headaches. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Us uh, with our thick Coke bottle glasses we have. <laughs> yeah, and I, I frequent migraine sufferer. But yeah. specifically... Um, I, I kept thinking when, like, the first time you showed me this, I'm like... Oddly, no. That gal's gonna fall, those glasses are gonna break, and she can't see without her glasses. And they're like flimsy lens crafters, dollar store frames. You think that, like, one knock and those babies are gone. And there are multiple knocks. Like, she gets, like, her glasses slapped off her multiple times, and I'm like... Oh, she's going to get down to that pitch. She's not going to have extra glasses. And you know, and both that's... of us, we, we can't see a thing without our glasses. No, no, we'd be fucking <laughs> we'd be eaten off by a slurp lizard within yeah. <laughs> a matter of minutes. Now, so. eaten by a slurp lizard? Don't tempt me with a good time, man. Um, but yes, these glasses, they're important. She's like, yeah, with them on, I don't really get headaches. Uh, more about the Curse of the Abyss. You see, Rico, you were born on a mission in the Abyss. I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever knew that before. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, I guess not. Um, her father, Torka, guy we saw in the intro, died down there. And, you know, we learned that an ascent from the fourth layer has killed many. So it's lucky that she made it up to be born even in the first place. Yeah. But, but specifically, she was brought up in the Curse Proof Vessel. vessel the big box. <laughs> special grade relic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a big, intricate womb box. Yeah, that that was is able to protect, as far as we know at this point, mm-hmm. a living thing from the the power of the curse. Yeah. And in doing so, they could either bring that vessel or they could bring the bell. Yeah. Uh, and Liza chose to the bring baby. the box back. Yeah, yeah. The baby win the box. Mm-hmm. But so I guess that's one point for Liza. But at the same time, I don't know. Yeah. And, and, I don't know because she got a special relic out of it anyway, and like. She lost all her team either either way, so maybe she was just like, I'm not going to lose one more thing. No, certainly. But it is very interesting in terms of, like, how this world is built. There are multiple characters who get kind of snippy about that bell being left yeah, down there. It's yeah. like, you know, you know, Rika, it's great that you lived, but... But that fucking bell, That though. bell could have funded, you know, this city for, like, ten years out, like, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, it's cool you're here, but that bell would have been pretty sweet. That bell's like, pretty nice. Yeah. It, it keeps getting to this mindset that this is what it, this is what these people live for is mm-hmm. to bring treasures up from the depths. And so. Jiro asked her like, "What are you going to do with the life that you've been given now?" Because mm-hmm. it wasn't meant to have. And we do learn that Liza she went back to recover the bell later. Mm-hmm. We don't know if she got it. Yeah, or it's cataloged, it. yeah. but that could just be based on them going down there and yeah. sketching it. But uh, Rico and Riggs see all the new findings in Liza's notes, including a picture of a 
a robot that looks like Reg. Mm-hmm. So interesting there. At the Netherworld's bo- and the letter that uh, has come up it says, "At the Netherworld's bottom, I'll be waiting." Mm-hmm. So you know, is the Netherworld's bottom a club? <laughs> it's a drinking spot. It's, I don't know. Yeah. Um. But so Rika immediately takes this to meet to be a message from her mother yeah. well i mean she's wanting any connection with her mom mm-hmm. we don't know at this point but she's gung-ho about going down there and tracking down her mom but reg is interested also because this could yeah. be a clue as to what he is yeah so. um so then i'll be waiting rico will go down to the abyss but she'll never be able to come back she's like discussing with her friends nat and kiwi and shiggy and uh nat doesn't want her to go uh, finding relics, including bones. Oh, so Nat doesn't want her to go. They're having like this two-month time gap mm-hmm. where Reg's like learning the ropes here. He's learning how to cave raid. And yeah, Nat's yeah. N- uh, Nat is training him yeah. on like a higher layer. Like uh-huh. clearly, like there's like for basic treasure and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's like the tutorial level. These squish melons hidden mm, for uh, you know probably like, like Easter treat. eggs. Yeah. They're like put out there by the trainers to. to yeah, you did a great job fine. there, bud. You found three. And then uh, Reg also comes across a a Pre- skeleton in prayer. Yeah, which is apparently a common thing. And we will get an explanation for this. Okay, so Ooh, okay. we will see one explanation from a, a an odd thing. But yes, it's there's these skeletons that are in prayer that are around the perimeter of the pit. Mm-hmm. Ooh, such alliteration. No, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You weren't uh, even trying. <laughs> yep. And birthday disease. So then Nat's like, oh, did you hear the rumor? And this is like the Kingdom Hearts 2 opening. Like, mm-hmm. on your birthday, if you look in the mirror, you see your your neck is snapped to all of the bent neck lady. Mm-hmm. And then you die on your birthday. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a rumor or if something happens, but we have a certain Kiwi who has a birthday coming up. Yeah. I got so, a bad feeling about that Kiwi. but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Um, but at the bottom, uh, they should be at the bottom of this. So Reg needs to find answers. They should be at the bottom of the abyss. Rika is heading out tomorrow with Reg. Shiggy shows them a map that he's stolen. Uh, the different layers, uh, are labeled as well. Um, no real help is given. And Nat thinks Rico's mother died a while ago. Well, once you get down to the second layer, they will not send, send a search party. Yeah. Like it, it's considered it's too like dangerous. a yeah. sunk Suicide yeah, or something. Yeah. So even if you're like a child, you, no one's coming for you if you get to the second layer. Yeah. Um, but Rico's mother died a while ago. She's just worried about her and has not handled it well. Um, and you know, Nat freaks out at Rico, like your mother is gone. Mm -hmm. Like you should get over that. But he words it wrong. And like, you know, uh, Kiwi's crying, (laughs) Rika's crying. Yeah. And they storm out. They leave on a bad thing. And Mm -hmm. Reg and the others advise Rico, like you can't really leave Nat on these bad terms because you might never see him again. Yeah. Um, so they think about saying goodbye to one another. Um, they're going to the slums in order to make it to the abyss unseen because it's like a different entrance into the pit. It's the wharf district, yeah. and it was it was uh, like settlers in Orth who were illegally making runs down into the abyss. They had built like this series of shanties that like encroached over the opening, mm-hmm. so they could go down there, take treasures back up, and sell them. Yes. Uh, but I guess that operation has been shut down, but the community still exists up mm-hmm. there. Yep. Um, so they get there, but before Reg goes, he wants to say goodbye to Kiwi. He's a good boy, that Reg. And he's like, goodbye, Kiwi. And Kiwi goes, my birthday's in two days. And Reg's like, that's nice. Yeah. Don't look in any mirrors. Don't look in a mirror, please. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so he's caught by Jiro on the outside. He's like, oh, I was just trying to take a shit. Mm-hmm. That's where Rico is now. Yeah. She's taking a dump. Yeah, we both that sounds like Rico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that checks out. But uh, he gives him a pat and he's like a likely story when we realize that he's like stuck something like on his back or yeah. in his pack. Some some so kind of little, little envelope thing. Yeah. Um, wants to make an orphanage. Uh, oh, okay. So we we get to the slums, and uh, Shiggy is like, "I had to hire this guide." Yeah, and it's clearly Nat <laughs> in a in a in a disguised yeah. as an old man, yeah. like the kid in as Hell's Moving Castle. Yeah, and he's like, uh, you know, I didn't want to kid from Hell Moving Castle. You mean Marco? Yeah, I didn't <laughs> want to leave on those terms. Um, but they they quickly all. You know, every, everything's forgiven because yeah. obviously it's going to be the. Last I do time. like how like quick they are to forgive too. Yeah. It's like typical friends. Like I, I said the wrong thing. I get it. I understand. It's a high stress situation we're in for no reason. There's a giant pit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Full of things, but uh, they do leave them there. We learn about like Nat's dream of like, no, I started in the slums. I kind of wanted like to support the orphanage. Maybe make me even an orphanage down here for these kids. Yeah, if he becomes like a moon whistle, he could probably yeah. get the money and you know wherewithal to do it yeah. so that's his goal they say a tearful goodbye as like the people trying to sleep are like shut up mm-hmm. <laughs> go to sleep <laughs> like in like a new, Jer- new jersey neighborhood yeah. so yeah then they go right down into that pit reg and rico yeah. making use of uh of reg's extending arms yeah. and that's that's their plan to make a lot of progress in Quickly. terms of going down mm-hmm. is, is to use Reg's extending arms to keep lowering themselves down. I mean, down. it's a good plan. And we do get references to, the to you know, Rika can send up a mail balloon in the yeah. future. Yeah, it just depends on how far below she is. Yes. Because at certain points, they don't even work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the abyss, Reg is using his arm as a security system, which is a common thing we'll see him do. He kind of like extends it around to the surrounding area mm-hmm. and creates like trip wires that if he feels anything, he'll wake up. And, yeah, which is a smart know. use of that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we get to the first layer uh, of the abyss. Um, ships ingrained into the side of the abyss. So there's just ships in the okay. side of the wall. Okay, I didn't. Yeah. I actually didn't notice that. Yeah, she says like we're we're under this great ship. We're at like six hundred meters or six thousand meters whatever Mm -hmm. um but she's like yeah there's just ships randomly ingrained in the side of the wall here okay interesting uh kids cooking some soup rico shows reg her star compass always points to the bottom of the abyss and rico immediately loses it i don't know if this is going to be important later on but i guess it teaches the lesson so far that like easy come easy go there's nothing permanent here yeah, and yeah. even, like, Rika says, like, oh, uh, Jiro always told me, you know, what comes from the Abyss eventually returns, returns to, to it, abyss, so yeah. it's, yeah. Uh, then we learn that one of the things that Jido did for them was recreate Liza's letters from mm-hmm. pair, or Shiggy or someone did that, so that way um, they can read them on the go. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then we're Reg also is sees well, the final note and is like... Oh, well, they're just, coming to capture me, yeah. Well, just as a, before we get to that, the Rika did steal the letter mm-hmm. from that that set yeah. of notes. So yeah. she has the original copy of what she thinks is her mom's letter to her. Mm-hmm. Everything else is the copy from is the copies from Jiro, and then his his note to her. Yes. If you want to get into. Yes. So the note is saying, like, I'm coming for you after dawn. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna capture you and you bring you back. Yeah. And they're like, oh shit. Strike down the camp. We gotta go. <laughs> yeah, this is, like, probably a test. If we can't, like, evade them and get down there fast enough, we don't deserve to keep going anyway. Yep. So let's just 
get moving. So they immediately, like, it's snappy here in the movie. They get to the second layer of the Forest of Temptation. Um, and Reg is getting a flashback. He's hearing voices like, don't, what, what am I doing here? Like, little snippets. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I have a, famil- fa- a familiar feeling about this location. Uh, Rika is getting lightheaded here. A little bit dizzy for going down so fast. It's part of, like, the curse. And then suddenly, uh, Halbog leaps in. Yes. Yeah, big man. Big man. And... Um, he is, you know, you think that he is there to just scoop them up and take them back to the Mm -hmm. surface, but instead he kind of just, you know, uh, like, is seemingly impressed that Rika managed to make it down this far already, and he just scoops up Reg and just inspects him. Like, oh, you're, you got extending arms, you're light but durable, this is truly, you are truly, like, one of the greatest relics ever found in this pit. And we learned that Shiggy and Nat sent him down there. Yes. You gotta help them. I know you can't go that far down, but at least help them make it to the base camp. Mm Mm-hmm. Down there. The seeker camp, yeah. 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 Um, So he did that. Uh, Rico and Reg want to go alone, however, just to, like, prove their worth and test themselves a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And Halbog isn't stopping them. Like, Like, you do what you have to do. Just know that we support you up here and you've got to be safe because it's it's fucking dangerous down yeah, here. And he it's gives dangerous them, to go alone. He gives them a hug. Yeah, here, and he, like, hug. He's clearly like a positive, you know, mentor figure for them. Yeah, so. yeah. and cool. he gives uh, Rika a vaccine for the second layer mm-hmm. saying like it gets a little sick. And this is one of the things that I think was cut here. I don't know if it's at this or a little bit later. It's like they reach a point where they have to go uphill at mm-hmm. like the next layer and it causes hallucinations and stuff. So Rika sees like her Liza like turn around as mm-hmm. she's like bleeding from every orifice. That's like the thirty minutes that was cut here. Like they have to go up a gentle slope at one point. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's in I this. I think I or, remember that. Yeah. I don't know if it's in this or the next movie, mm-hmm. but but that that's the one thing primarily that I remember being cut from this sequence. Um, so they get one last hug, and then they're on their way. Uh, no one's chasing them, but differently animated monsters are down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reg and Rika hear someone calling for help, and it turns out to be just a corpse weaver. Which, which is a horrific... Uh, three-eyed know, bird. Three-eyed bird that can mimic the, you know, death screams <laughs> of its victims. Uh, fun! To attract <laughs> other members of that species in. Uh, you know, and it's learned how to do this with human corpses. Uh, so it's trying to draw Rika and Reg uh, into it using uh, a, a downed cave raider mm-hmm. who is already dead and yeah. is missing a chest yeah. cavity. And so. when they realize it's a trap, Rika's scooped up by one. Mm-hmm. Reg is trying to be calm and shoot his extendo arms at this, but keeps missing and mm-hmm. surrounded by them. Well, yeah. he not only does he miss, but the, the, the corpse weepers have enough like wherewithal to block his, mm-hmm. his attempts. So like they're... They're, the creatures are smart down here. Yeah. Like, they they know what's going on, so it, he can't reach her. Yes. And uh, Reg has no other choice but to fire his massive beam, mm-hmm. which decimates the corpse weavers, but nearly hits Rico. Yes. As she falls, he's able to catch her, but is like, oh shit, like, mm-hmm. I could have hit her. Yeah. But I was just a little bit off from that. Mm-hmm. And um, as he does... Um, eventually he does save her. Uh, she comes too quickly and is like, oh, all right, whatever. And like, there's this whole thing like, oh, you stripped me down. You were covered in vomit. It's fine. Cause you had to like ascend a bit to get to the nest. Mm-hmm. So like you were nauseous. I, I didn't know what to do, but she's like, it's cool. We made it. You saved me. You're amazing. But then Reg passes out from use of this as they dub the incinerator. Yeah. Uh, and, and during this part, like Rika, 
for her, like, unfailing belief in Reg is like, oh, no, but don't you get it? Like, sure, you could have almost, like, obliterated me, but you did manage to aim the beam this time, and the last time when you took out the, uh, what was it, split split jaw, you had aimed from, like, 200 meters away, Mm -hmm. so you can probably have some degree of control over this. Uh, so, so Rika is more enthusiastic about that. But yeah, then yeah. Reg passes out. So he passes out for like a half an hour. And uh, then he comes to and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I took care of you. We're in a safe place. But I think I'm missing my notebook with all the other stuff in it mm-hmm. um, in like the, the hassle of it all. But she goes, you know, easy come, easy go. We could just make another notebook. Yeah. And, and, and Rika is like, you know, I was hoping that if someone were to find that notebook, mm-hmm. you know, it would be used to document my legend. Yeah. Uh, but now it'll look like I died on the second layer. Yeah, but more easy letting go. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. she she's kind of chill about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the important notes from mm-hmm. Liza. If only I can let go of my amiibo as easily, but of course. I would you would have to pry them from me. Is that what your trinket would be I don't, or I don't know. I don't I don't think it should be an amiibo. That's so typical of us. Yeah. We'll yeah, just swap well. them. We'll have to think. Yeah. Yeah. There were those Unova starter uh <laughs> locket things oh of course yeah yeah, th- yeah those but those were also cheap so i don't mm. know if those have any value mm, maybe yeah pin or something i don't know um but they descend further they get to this uh this camp in the next layer yeah seeker camp yes the seeker camp because they're in the inverted forest yes uh could it wait yes uh reg's arms so they they reach the seeker camp the gondola isn't lowered despite what um rico has heard Mm -hmm. in this so reg sends his arms up and he's like i think i'm holding on something oh something's holding on to me yeah and we see extremely large woman from opening Mm -hmm. is like hmm she's here the little runt (laughs) yeah and tosses the arms back at reg the little imp yeah oh yeah yeah. And, and uh lowers the gondola for them to ascend as Rico is feeling nauseous from the ascent, mm-hmm. uh, this Ozen is like, "Oh, you you survived that pretty well. Maybe you are like your daughter's child or something like that." Yeah, mm-hmm. but still very clear. Like some something is off, but we you, you know w- yeah. we're gonna learn a lot more about Ozen yeah. as we go. Yeah. So Ozen seems very cool. Uh, she's helped by her her servant, her ward Maruk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm who is a boy, but dresses as a girl. It's explained a little bit more in the manga, mm-hmm. but not really. It's like, oh, Maruk was just there, and Ozen has them dress as a girl. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like a they situation, non-binary, whatever. It's mm-hmm. never explained. It's just... Yeah. Mar- it Mar- is Mar- what is it Maruk. is. Yeah. Um, but... So, like, they're... But... Uh, Ozen is very distant, and she's like, you, you reek like vomit. Yeah. Just go to your quarters and yeah. bathe, and then... And we'll... take these blue whistles while you're here. I don't want anyone asking questions. Yeah, like, if if some other cave raider comes by, we don't want them seeing a red whistle yeah. down here. And I'm gonna take this white whistle you have for... Safe you know, keep, like, inspection. Yeah, as, like, mm-hmm. um... Oh, God, uh, you know, to Just keep the... Leverage, yeah. Yeah, so they gotta trade in the blue whistles when they wanna leave to get that white whistle back. Yeah. Um, so we learn about the flowers of fortitude and eternal fortunes that are growing down there. It's kind of the signature flower of the abyss mm-hmm. that Liza loves so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Maruk was taken in by Ozen, uh, and we get a little bit of that backstory as they bond as children. Rika wakes up during the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, and she stumbles upon a weird creature. Yeah, a, a weird... Abomination. Cre- that's, like, half-skeletal. Yeah. Like, creeping along the floor. Mm-hmm. 
And she's so scared she wets Reg's bed. Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right, I've I've been there before. It's okay. (laughs) It was just a scary nightmare. But Rika's like, "Mm, I don't know about that. You know, like I definitely saw something off (laughs) when I woke up. Yeah. So that morning they're greeted by Ozen. And Ozen says that Rika was never told. Uh, There's no ghost or specters here. But that letter you got wasn't from your mother. That's not her handwriting. Yes. Yeah. Um, so let me show you something. So they go to Ozen's private quarters, where in there we get the anti-curse box mm-hmm. that she's been keeping as a relic. Yeah, and yeah. she can activate it with her whistle. Yeah. So um, so it opens like a womb, and whatever is placed inside, dead or alive, will begin to move. And we learn that Rico wasn't born, she was stillborn, mm-hmm. and that was placed in the box, and then she became alive. Yeah. She returned to life. And this is something that, that Ozen has been experimenting with for years, like just last night. <laughs> yeah. She put some meat for from supper yeah. into into the box, and then it came out as that creature that, you know, yeah. Rika, Rika saw. Yes. Um, and she's kind of like, you know, yeah. so you're technically an abomination too. You're undead. Yeah. How long do you have until you you know, are reduced yeah. to a creature like that. And Ozen's giving me, like, scary Charlie Brown teacher character. Yeah. With no eyes and such. Care to describe Ozen's vibe? What did you feel about her? Like, uh, was she sinister at this point? He, or or just weird? She comes off as very, very sinister. Um, but I, she's a well-done character. Mm. Like, she's she's huge. <laughs> um, you know, we, we, did, we get... You know, I mean, we... You said it in the summary, but we get no indication at first that she was actually the big person from the opening because mm-hmm. we only saw the suit of armor. Yeah. Uh, but then we see that same suit of armor in her quarters, and it's like, oh, okay, so this was the one that was directly with Liza. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she keeps doing this thing when her face is zoomed in on. <laughs> she has, like... Soulless you know, eyes. Soulless yeah. eyes, like a black void mouth, like mm-hmm. a very creepy image. Um, but I don't know. She's She's... A well-done character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But Reg challenges her to a fight to protect uh, Rico, who's slapped, like, aside Mm -hmm. at that point. Yeah. Like, I want to go. I want to get out of here. And uh, Ozen easily is beating the pair. Uh, She's fascinated by Reg's construction. He seems very strong. And then Reg tries to fire off his beam again. She aims it at Rika. Mm-hmm. And then is like, oop, what if like this were to happen? And like then she just shoots it up. Yeah, you like, can't he can't yeah. stop it yeah. once he started charging it. Mm-hmm. Once you pop, you can't stop, Dan. But then like Reg manages to like redirect it up into the ceiling. Yeah. Um And then so he passes out after that. Mm-hmm. And then when he comes to everyone's okay, Rika's like, oh, you know, we, we came to terms or whatever. And then Ozen has inserted these odd wedges all over her body. So she's not really human anymore. Like these relic wedges yeah, that make her so big. She's put like thousands of them yeah. all over her skin. And she's like, oh, that, that contributes to my vigor, you could yeah, say. That's why I'm like, so youthful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Rico can't do this without Reg. Ozen just wanted to test their will and skills. And after Reg passes out, we learn that it's for two hours. Yeah. And, yeah. and specifically what happened was that Reg passed out and then uh, Maruk was like so scared that they went to go and alert the other like mm-hmm. cave raiders who hang out with Ozen like they're yeah. Ozen's personal Lock, shock and barrel or whatever yeah, their we name don't is. Yeah. get their names but... I think we get them in the the anime proper but they're just like oh they're here yeah like they're like uh, her cave you know, raiding team or whatever yeah and, and you know they 
came to kind of stop their boss from beating the shit out of these yeah. kids. Yeah. Uh, but it was ultimately just a test by mm-hmm. Ozen. Uh, I had no intention of hurting you. I'm just a little twisted. Yeah. It's like when, when I realized <laughs> my attacks couldn't hurt Reg, I got a little carried away trying yeah. to do it. And Ozen has one final test for the pair. Survive ten days in the wild without the incinerator. And then you'll prove to me that you can last on this journey. Yeah. like So this is the same thing that Maruk had to go through mm-hmm. at this lair. It's just a test of wills and fortitude. Yeah, and they'll they'll have ten days to do that, and then... And this is obviously more in the anime. Like, yeah. You see, like, an episode diverted to their... We get a Full Metal Alchemist episode of them surviving in the woods for one day. No, of course. Or ten uh, days, sorry. And then, um, and then there's, like, I think, like, a week and a half left after that. Um, for Ozen to train them on, like, cave mm-hmm. spotting and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're they're out in the woods. Yep, so have fun surviving, using their combined skills, making progress as the group watches them. Uh, Ozen thinks back to working with young Liza, and Ozen has always been this old? Seemingly, yeah. 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 Eternal youth, maybe? I don't know. Ozen was Rico's mentor, um, um, and, I'm sorry, Liza's mentor, and memories of traveling with Liza. Ozen is in love with Liza? I those would vibes, yeah. say so, yeah. yeah. Because after she reveals that she has a husband... We, we get, get, like, like that shocked, the empty face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shocked expression from them. Um, but, so, memories of traveling with them. Ozen had to save the baby Rico. Uh, she could have just carried up Liza instead, but she says, like, oh, it's another burden for me to carry. That's, like, the way that i'm destined to be i suppose yeah like you're like she even like says out loud to the baby like oh you're lucky that i'm so uh honorable and that i keep my vows and stuff yeah so the pair wander back to ozen after the 10 days reg notices a new pattern in his helmets Mm -hmm. that he didn't see before so that's something to keep track of and ozen asks the pair how their experience was uh things were twisted down there um if the further down you go into the abyss time moves differently mm-hmm. like like if you're further down it moves more slowly as opposed to being above ground yes like i was down there for three weeks and barely like an hour had passed or something and then when ozen resurfaced she, she found out it had been like a couple months yeah uh so using that hypothesis it's possible that liza has been it, surviving it, at the same yeah. age yeah it hasn't been 10 years for liza is the theory yeah. so she could still be alive yeah so the sixth and seventh layers are very different liza still might be very much alive and well however ozen advises them try not to bump into other white whistles especially bondrew yeah who yeah i i know. I, I know i know he's coming because i've I seen his figures but best dad i don't know see a bad guy <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he's not as nice as me so maybe he's a little meaner than ozen i mm-hmm. don't know but i like the <laughs> i like the seeds being planted here that there's all these that as you keep going down there's like a centric asshole mm-hmm. white whistles waiting yeah big boss yeah yeah um i want to know who actually wrote the letters so she tasked the pair with like finding that out mm-hmm because it wasn't Liza. Um, Ozen gifts the pair Liza's Blaze Reap, which is a gunpowder pickaxe that belonged to her, and she teaches them uh, supposedly how to use it. It's not like a super weapon, though. It only has a few uses left in it. Yeah, the eternal gunpowder in it is still good, but it only has like a few uh, shots left before the casing gives out. 
Yep, so the kids head off on their journey. They say goodbye to, like, the trio of cave raiders that they just met that we don't even know their names. Mm-hmm. And Maruk, which we get a little tearful tearful of eye. Uh, goodbye. Tearful goodbye. Um, and we learn that uh, Rico is always crawling towards the abyss, despite whatever. Like, she'll always keep going there. Just like the creature. Yep. Like, they're always drawn back into the center column yeah. of the abyss. Yep. And Ozan and Liza have a past conversation. Uh, where Liza's like, you know, if my daughter should ever come to you one day, mm-hmm. you should tell her about, oh, how she's a soulless husk. Yeah, and, and Liza's like, yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's fine with it. Yeah, that won't traumatize her, but maybe teach her a little bit before she goes on the adventure to find me. Uh, tell my daughter how she's actually a living corpse, and it's a miracle to be alive. Yeah, yeah. and there's like hints of 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 like cope here where Liza is is kind of like oh if i stayed around and was a parent to her then you know she would be deprived of deciding her own fate yeah, and, and i wouldn't get to go back into the abyss <laughs> yeah so it's it's kind of like there is obviously a pull to go back down there mm-hmm. and uh we reach the great faults the next layer with mm-hmm. reg and rico is sheer cliff face yep, going sheer down cliff face going down and then deeper into the abyss still we see a strange creature who could it be i don't know Maybe next time we'll yeah. find out, though. Perhaps. Yeah. Is it a fan favorite? <laughs> I I assume. But... I'll never tell. Yeah. Based on the figures, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Is it the most marketable character? You don't know. I am excited, though. Yeah. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. I, I like the the mysteries that are being built up in this series. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 probably up there. I mean, probably since um, oh Utna yeah. has like a mystery intrigued me like yeah that i've been teasing you along Mm -hmm. but this will be a much quicker watch but Mm -hmm. still very interesting that i i'm glad you love it of course yep and still more to go but that's a story for a different day Uh, that's a different layer of this five bean dip that we'll have to get to (laughs) um before we go dad and you give us a little tease is there anywhere that an audience can find us on social media uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Threads, and X <laughs> as King underscore Dennis, where I intend to get some artwork, uh, more artwork up. I've been trying to do a mix of the Pokemon and D&D stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully at some point some entirely original characters too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, please follow me there if you wish. Yes, and you can find me, Jonathan Krakowski, at X at Drink and Read JK. You can follow me at Instagram and TikTok at Losing My Mind JK. Mm-hmm. And you can check out my other podcasts, including Nightcaps at the Theater and Drink and Read the Podcast. Indeed, uh, as promised, we will be doing the last two Darkstalkers OVAs. We have mm-hmm. lots of characters left from the uh, game series left to introduce, again, from those first two games, uh, which will all come to a head uh, as their individual plot lines will likely start to intertwine, and they will have to face Pyron himself. Nice. Uh, and that son is not going to be introducing the Teletubbies anytime soon. Ah, I see. Baby yeah. son. Yes. We do hope you'll join us then for... An oddly Thanksgiving-adjacent spook fest. Dar- of dark stalkers. Yeah, of mm. vampires and werewolves and turkey. Oh my. Yeah, tis the season. Uh.
Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weeb horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast, or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go halfies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to be continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara.